1: Hi everyone,
0: it's Bunny Michael and this is XO Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. Happy almost Halloween, yay! I'm a sucker for any holiday because I get all into the aesthetic. My favorite is Easter, literally just because of the pastels. Anyway, over the weekend, me and KH went upstate and to this like little town and they were doing a scarecrow contest and it was so freaking cute. The leaves were bright red and orange. It was straight out of a movie. So how are y'all celebrating? I'm bummed about the like no trick or treat this year because I love seeing all the cute kids dressed up in Brooklyn, but hopefully they'll still come out. I'm probably just going to watch Hocus Pocus, carve a pumpkin or something like that and eat candy corns. Yes, I like candy corns. I know mostly everyone thinks they're gnarly, but don't judge me. We also have another spooky event this week, and that is Election Day for the U.S. I want all of you to know that no matter what happens, we will continue to face each day with love and keep doing our part as representatives of that love on the planet. Our mission will not change. So on election night, Whether or not you choose to watch it on the news, whether or not we even find out who the winner is, I want you to keep some kind of reminder around you of your higher self. Some kind of token like a crystal or maybe even tying a ribbon or a string around your wrist or lighting your favorite candle. Something to hold on to or look at. If the anxiety builds up that night or the fear creeps in and you need a reminder that your higher self is there and will always guide you through all the ups and downs, your higher self knows your heart and is always protecting you. That you don't have to have all of the answers right now, but you can have faith that whatever happens is going to be part of your learning how to more fully love who you are and more fully see love in the world. Okay, let's get the question started. Hey, Bunny. Thank you for taking the
2: time to answer my question. Um, I was wondering if you could possibly help with um, this concept of, you know, reserving yourself and, you know, being less open um, when it comes to making new friends or starting new relationships. Uh, I used to be more of like an open book like I would tell you my whole life story. Uh but over the years after experiencing my own personal trauma with a lot of different things, it's become very clear that I need to um step back and reserve parts of myself. Um but how do you how do you do that uh without pushing people away or um, or making them feel like you're not uh, as open to connecting, uh, and in turn, how how do you open yourself back up when you do feel ready to do so?
0: Thank you. I love you so much, and all the work that you do. Thanks. It's totally okay to have those boundaries. To need more time to talk about certain parts of your life with people. I think that when we have relationships with people and we don't want to share certain things about us, the reason why it can be challenging for that other person in our life is when we put up a wall emotionally, it keeps our feelings inside, but it can also make the other person feel unseen as well. Because that's what walls do. They go both ways. I think a great way to avoid that situation is by revealing what you revealed to me, that talking about certain things because of your trauma is going to take you some time. When you share your boundaries honestly, that's not putting up a wall because you're communicating to the person you care about that it's not an issue of lack of care for that person. It has to do with your own healing and your own needs. And in that way, you're letting that person in, but not in a way that violates your boundaries. And over time, at your own pace, you will feel safer to share more after you see that friend understands the why and has treated the issue with compassion. And then the trust has been built. I really like this question because working with our trauma in our relationships in our life is really challenging. We all bring our stuff to every relationship, some more conscious than others. And the more understanding and careful and patient we are with each other's triggers and needs around trauma, we become more of a safe space for the other person. But we also have to understand that the people that love us and care about us want to be let in and trusted. Because they aren't the people that caused our trauma. So we also have to let them know it isn't something that they are doing wrong. It's something that we're still working on. And if we tell them how they can support us in that, they won't be left wondering and guessing and projecting their own fears onto the situation because that only leads to layers of misunderstanding. Higher self knows that healing happens at its own pace. And in order for it to do its job, it needs a supportive environment. Healing is very organic, like nature. You can't rush it. But you also have to water it and not put unnecessary barriers and blockages to its growth either. Like nature, when something new is birthed out of the shadows, the process can be painful. But on the other side, it is safe. We can walk through that door. And when we're able to trust another person enough to let them in, they can be a tremendous help in getting us there. Hi, Bunny. Um...
3: Just calling to ask a question. I um, really love your podcast, and it's been um, opening my mind a lot. And I've been trying to find um, the way to ask this question. Um, so I've recently uh, reconnected with um, an old partner of mine. Um, we've known each other since middle school, and we've been kind of on and off um, for a little bit um, and have come back to each other. Um, I'm feeling like we're in a pretty good place, uh, but, you know, we also have a lot of growing and evolving to do. So my question is, um, how can I prioritize my needs while being there for my partner who is growing and evolving also um, without sacrificing myself and my needs, um, but also without feeling controlling or disappointed in where he's at? Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to find a good way to make it work and to not be disappointed or let down or whatever. Um, So
0: yeah, if you could let me know, that'd be great. Thanks so much. Bye. Wouldn't it be great if our partners always knew exactly what we needed, when we needed it, and we always knew exactly what they needed and were able to meet those needs easily. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way because not only do people bring their issues, their past, and their individual needs and desires to a relationship, they also grow and evolve within the relationship, hopefully, and their needs will change and so will yours. It's okay if you feel frustrated with your partner. It happens. Relationships are collaborations. You're building a foundation together. You're learning how to communicate with each other. That takes trial and error. It takes making mistakes. Not only are you learning about your partner, but you're learning about yourself through the experience of your partner, like a mirror to where you hit a wall emotionally. Someone once told me love shows you all the barriers you have towards it. When you love someone, you will be confronted with your deepest insecurities because it's love that wants it to be healed. And a loving relationship is two people working on their own healing, supported by one another. So when you meet your own needs, it also serves your partner's needs too because it enables you to be a more present and compassionate partner. In addition, when you meet your partner's needs, you expand your capacity to give, which also shows you your own power. In truth, when you are centered in your higher selves, both of you, your needs are not in conflict because what's actually needed is more awareness of love. The conflict isn't about not getting what you want. It's about not feeling seen by not getting what you want from your partner. When they fail to meet your expectations, you interpret it as they don't care enough about you to do what you want them to do. It makes you feel like you don't matter enough to them and this is also what's happening to them when they feel like you won't give them what they want. Like you don't care about what matters to them and therefore don't love them as much as they thought. These are the fears that come into the conflict and unconsciously sabotage your communication. When you stay within the awareness of love, then knowing that your partner loves you, but because they're different than you, they will want occasionally different things. You will both see and trust each other to come up with a solution where both people feel seen as their independent selves, that no one is right and no one is wrong. It's about making it work for both of you. Oftentimes, the moment you feel seen and understood about any issue, your needs around it become a lot more flexible. Because you don't have the whole sense of self tied into it It stops being this alarm bell of Oh, she didn't do the dishes It must mean she doesn't love me It becomes Oh, she didn't do the dishes I'm going to remind her And if she continues to not do the dishes I'm going to have a talk with her About how every time she ignores that It makes me feel unseen And then the two of you will take it from there You most often will find out that there are things you're doing that makes your partner feel unseen too, once the two of you really begin to hear each other. And both of you start stepping it up, meeting each other's needs more efficiently, and having a more joyful relationship. No one is a perfect partner, but you have to find a partner that is willing to adjust and evolve with you. Hello Exo Higher Self fam, it's Bunny here, I am so thrilled to announce my debut book Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny.
4: Um, I'm calling because I've been listening to your podcast for a long time and I really love it. And I love the advice that you give. And I've been thinking a lot about the idea of like being like a really sensitive person because I think that definitely describes me. And I've been really guarded with myself for a long time. I think because I am so sensitive and I can be so easily hurt. Um, but all that that's really done, honestly, is made me feel kind of numb. So I've been taking more steps to be vulnerable with people. Um, but as I've opened up more, I've also like realized that there are more things that do hurt me that maybe I was more guarded against that pain before. Um, so like specifically what I want to ask about is I have two really close friends and, Three of us are all really close. Um, but I definitely noticed that they are closer to each other than to me. Um, and I guess it's kind of hard to feel like the odd one out. And I like can comfort myself most of the time, like just with the knowledge that like it's fine for them to be close and it's like good that they're close and like their closeness doesn't like take away from me. And like I have a lot to offer the friendship like with both of them. Um, but it's just felt harder recently, honestly. Um, and I've like noticed myself taking it more personally and I don't really know what to do because I don't want to, like, I don't feel like I have anything to confront them about. Like, it's great that they're close. (laughs) Um, and I'm like trying to branch out and like make new friends. But of course with the pandemic, like it just feels really hard, um, yeah. And like most recently I remember like I asked them if they wanted to hang out and they didn't respond. But then I saw on social media that they like had hung out without me and I just like took it really hard. Um And I guess I'm just wondering if you have any advice for like how to cope with like one, both like being a sensitive person and trying to be more vulnerable and then like with the higher highs, also feeling like some lower lows and like some more pain and also like how to kind of cope with these feelings of being the, I guess, third wheel to a friend group. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for everything you do. This podcast has been such a comfort
0: <laughs> and I just really appreciate it. Thanks. We create intimacy and closeness in relationships by revealing ourselves to another person, by trusting another person with our vulnerability, and by being honest about our feelings and needs in the relationship. Sometimes it takes a conflict to break down our barriers because we have to tell a friend why what they did hurt our feelings, and this begins an intimate conversation by both parties to share feelings and learn more about each other's needs and develop better communication to meet those needs. Of course you realize the issue isn't your two friends' closeness because you know there's nothing wrong with that. I think the issue is that you realize your feelings are hurt because you feel like they aren't giving you the intention you want, especially when they ignored your text to hang out and you saw them hanging out on social media. I get the feeling that because historically you've been a person who is more guarded with your feelings, these friends of yours aren't aware of how much that was hurtful to you. I bet they aren't aware of your desire to feel closer and more supportive. I bet they aren't aware that especially because of the pandemic, you've been struggling with feeling lonely at times and you would like to see and hang and talk with them more. In relationships, it's really easy to assume the other person knows how we feel and what we need, even if we really haven't communicated it to them. But most of the time, that's just not the case. In fact, even after we tell the people we love what our needs are, they can still fail to meet them and we have to remind them again because no one is perfect, right? We're all struggling to feel seen and supported. We also have to be patient and understanding of some of our friends' shortcomings, especially because ...because we aren't going to be perfect at meeting our friends' needs all of the time either. I have a wonderful best friend. So caring, so thoughtful, so loving... But sometimes they can hurt my feelings and I can sometimes hurt their feelings. And we have to talk it out and maybe cry a little and then hug and afterwards we feel even closer. This is what love looks like. I think it would be really helpful to everyone involved if you communicated to them how it hurt you because you really love them and their friendship means so much to you. And how especially because of the pandemic you want to feel like you can depend on them and they can depend on you. Most likely, they have a very logical explanation or just didn't realize what they were doing was hurtful to you. I know it's hard to reveal yourself in these ways, but this is the kind of honesty that you've been working on. Your higher self is just stepping up the level of you learning that you deserve to be seen and heard and to have friendships that meet your needs. Who knows? They could also be harboring feelings that you are unaware of, and this whole thing is really about a misunderstanding. If, for whatever reason, these friends aren't compassionate towards your feelings and don't attempt to meet your needs, then that's because they don't have the capacity, and you will find other friends who do, now that you know what you're looking for.
1: Hi, Bunny. I hope you're well. I, like many people, have had a really difficult year, uh, especially in regards to my health. I had a medical termination in the middle of the year while I was living with my parents short term, and I had a lot of um, physical um, complications because of it. And then I went through a bit of emotional trauma as well because of the, my family's uh, negative reactions to it and lack of support. Um, I'm currently studying a PhD. I'm in a much better place, feeling a lot better. um, And I'm looking for some employment because I've been um, on government payments since uh, the beginning of coronavirus. And um, I want to be able to support myself in a job that I like. But I'm finding it really hard to find employment that I want to maintain. I've already started two jobs and left them within the first couple of weeks because they just seem to be so rooted in all the things that I am um, passionately opposed to in this world such as patriarchy, systemic racism, capitalism, consumerism. And, um, I just want to find a job that reflects my beliefs, um, as best it can and that I feel good about going to. And I'm just finding it really hard to be my higher self and, um, also contribute to the capitalist system that we live in. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are in regards to employment and, yeah, wondering, wondering if you could help me to, make a decision about what kind of job uh, I could do and um, how that might support me in my studies. Um, And I'm studying filmmaking, just for clarification. But thank you very much, Bunny. Thanks for all you do. You're a constant source of wisdom and um, support. So thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: No matter how much we don't like it, we live in a system of capitalism. Unless we move off grid and grow our own food, we can't avoid that. We all want to get paid for what we most feel passionate about. We all want to get a job that perfectly aligns with our principles. But just because that's not happening right now, doesn't mean that you needing to pay your bills with the work that is available means you're doing something wrong. You're surviving. If you want to help the world... There are plenty of ways to do that. If you want to get paid for helping the world, most often you have to start by not getting paid and then growing and developing something that can sustain you financially. You said you are studying to be a filmmaker. Film is an amazing way to bring more awareness to the world. We are all here for a higher purpose, to use our talents and gifts to give back and help bring forth the awakening of love on the planet. But we can't only do that work if it's something we get paid to do. It must be something that we are so passionate about that we would do it no matter what. Now that doesn't mean you'll never be able to do what you love and help people and get paid for in the future. But waiting for the perfect circumstance to help the world is not going to happen that easily. It just doesn't work that way. What you have to do as you continue to search for the ideal job is work the job that pays your bills and begin to develop your own work that speaks to your passion. Over time, you will find how to merge those worlds in a way that makes sense. But you have to take control and prove to the universe that you're willing. Because then once the ideal job comes... Once the ideal opportunity presents itself to you, you have somebody of work to speak on your behalf. You have examples of how passionate you are about the issues. You have experience in fighting for those causes. Otherwise, why should the job or the opportunity be given to you anyway? Shouldn't it be given to the people who've been there fighting the good fight? Our higher purpose is being the love in the world, and you can do that every day no matter where you work or who you work with. You can transform the places you are simply by being your loving self. I know with all my heart you'll be able to align your highest purpose with what pays your bills eventually, but that isn't the ultimate goal. Your career isn't who you are. How you make money doesn't define your heart. It's beautiful that you want to change the system. Start by changing how you see your ability to do that. It's not just through where you earn your money. It's through your talent and perspective. And you can apply those gifts in many ways because it's really about service to the whole. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To hear extended episodes, get exclusive content, And directly support the making of XO Higher Self, become a Patreon subscriber by making a small monthly contribution. We couldn't do this without the support of our patrons. Visit patreon.com backslash XO Higher Self. If you love the show and want to be in touch with what's new, follow us on Instagram at XO Higher Self. If you can, give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It greatly increases our chances to reach new listeners and expand the community. Be gentle, patient, and kind to yourself this week. Get quiet enough to hear what your heart is telling you. And thank your spirit for the opportunity. I love you, and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.